anymore, is there? There's no point. What's the point? Just give up. Just call it a day. Nothing I say makes any difference. Or John Stewart. Or Bill Maher. Or John Oliver. Be asked. I can't be asked anymore. So I thought I'd pick out some sombre music. And just to really annoy Donald Trump, I gave it a Middle Eastern flavour. Uh, it's easy to be sad, but we shouldn't be. I'm happily to commit my next four years to irritating the life out of Donald Trump. Actually, this music probably isn't ideal. Knock it on the head. We really want to wind him up. Um, we'll probably go for this one. Hey, you're listening to the Mini Wedge Show. I will not be stopped. Is this still all right? I, can you still do accents and get away with it? I mean, I've got one. So that sort of gives me a license. Hey, amigo, he said hombres. Hey, hombres, I want you to listen to the Mini Wedge Show and enjoy it because you are all my brothers. I'm not sure where you're from. Yeah, apparently life goes on just because of mildly overweight, dopey, orange, selfish, flip-flopping, hate-filled, confused, womanising, demonising, late-night tweeting, vagina-grabbing bigot with a hat on that appears to be made out of a squirrel and the hands of an orange Lego man. Just because he got in, it doesn't mean the world's at war. Not yet. So it's time to enjoy life again, is what I'm saying. Uh, screw him and screw the 25% of uh, Americans that voted for him. The short-sighted ones. I mean, obviously, I don't have an opinion on this. I think the best way to describe Wednesday is uh, I was hit by a truck. That's what it felt like. I don't even live there. Don't even live there. No, I'm not even Canadian. Well, sort of, but let's not get into the minutia. Don't even live there. But I think a lot of us felt like that, didn't we? 81% of Canadians polled before all this tsunami um, said they were very or moderately worried about a Trump victory. Or you could say 19% of people lack judgment. You know what I mean? Yeah, 81% of Canadians said they were very or moderately worried about a Trump victory. Well, it's happened. He's in. Oh, I don't know if you knew. Uh, come January the 20th, January the 20th, it's hard to say. I've got to bring my mind and lips together to actually say these words. But yes, January the 20th, we will have the world's most annoying neighbours possible. It's a new USA, the worst neighbours you can have. They'll be revving up their pickup trucks and Harleys. They'll be up all night shooting each other. And when you complain to them, they'll ask you to pipe out of it or perhaps help them invade Yemen. I don't know, but um, it does feel a bit like a giant practical joke, doesn't it? I mean, did he only do it for the power? I mean, what are you going to do if you don't drink? Because he doesn't drink, you know. And you, uh, you've, you've already had sex with loads of models. Of course you're going to run for president. What else were you going to do? And now he's in. But I think we should build him a, a White House out of wood, just down the road from the White House, and let him play with some toys in there. You know, give him a Fisher-Price My First Nuclear set and a, a plastic load of buttons that, you know, connect to a television. And when you press a button, you can uh, look at a pre-recorded explosion. It would make him feel great. Imagine his little orange hands on those buttons. Ugh. 
Oh, I haven't even told you who I am. What a hell of a rant. I've lost all sense of professionalism. My name is Vinnie White, and uh, it must be catching. And uh, you're listening to The Vinnie White Show. Good evening. Live from Toronto. What's coming up, I hear you say? Well, stuff and things. Um, I thought it'd be a good idea to get an American on the phone. So we're going to speak to Katie Garcia, who is in Morocco. And also we'll have Amanda Capito in, and we'll talk about, I mean, you know, him. Oh, certainly enough to talk about, isn't there? You're not going to believe this, ladies and gentlemen. I, I hope you're sitting down. It looks like Donald Trump might actually break a couple of his promises. I know. He was on 60 Minutes talking about the wall. Is he going to build the wall? Let's hear what he said promises you made and tell us if you're going to do what you said or are you going to change sure. it in any way. Um, are you really going to build a wall? Yes. They're talking about a fence in the Republican Congress. Would you accept a fence? Uh, for certain areas I would, but certain areas the wall is more appropriate. I'm very good at this. It's called construction. But so part wall, fence part will be, fence? Yeah, it could be, there could be some fencing. <laughs> Isn't he likable? I'm very good at this. It's called construction. What do you know? You're a woman. Patronizing slimy twat. It's called project management, by the way. It's, it's actually not called construction, unless you're getting your hands dirty, which last time I checked, uh, they're too orange. Couldn't build a cheeseburger. Did you mean Did you mean I'm good at using cheap Chinese steel to build hotels and then tour Michigan and tell them that I'm going to reopen their steel works? Is, is that what you meant? And they believed you. Some did, anyway. Uh, the gags are getting quite good, though. I read one online. Once Trump is impeached, they'll call it the Pence Fence. Mm. Although I think Pence is, is rigorously anti-gay. You know those people that are so anti-gay that you assume they're gay? I think he's one of those, you know? So I assume that Pence will get caught in a gay bar and he'll resign. Then I don't know what it will be. Uh, the Palin railing? Who knows? In the end, it'll just be a little ditch, maybe a little bit of Lego. <laughs> now, here in Canada, the Conservative Party is about to dust itself off and put on its swanky pants as it reforms the... Uh, it's, sort of, it's, re, it's reforming and emerging from the darkness, a bit like that metal dude in Terminator. But obviously, we're far too intelligent and hip to possibly have anyone that would uh, align with the orange trumpet in any of our parties, apart from... The conservative wannabe top dog, the leadership candidate, Kelly Leach, a woman who thinks Trump is what Canada needs. Apart from, you know, his core values. She's been defending herself against criticism. She's uh, been using Donald Trump-style politics to try and win her bid to take charge of the Conservative Party. Who are these elites? Aren't you part of these elites? Well, look, Evan, I think there's a lot of people in this country that have worked hard and have an elite education. They have great jobs. But when I'm talking about elites, I'm talking about people that are out of touch with, the with people on the ground. People who think they know better than the average Canadian. 
71010 if you want to text in. My name's Vinnie White. You're listening to News Talk 1010. And I think it would only be fair, really, to talk to a bona fide, certified, and last time I checked, legal American. I've got a friend called Katie, Katie Garcia, although you recently got married, so maybe you've got two names now. I married a Mexican and then Trump got elected, so I feel like having two names, one that isn't Garcia, might benefit me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Right, so let's start from the beginning. If I recall, it was many years ago, and I was in Nicaragua, and I was a lonely boy, wasn't I? I was wandering the streets. It was St. Patrick's Day, and I thought... Getting a taco. I was getting a taco, yeah. As you do, yeah. and I thought, what I need really is a couple of pints of Guinness, being that it's St. Patrick's Day, and it's probably about 30 degrees. And I thought, what you really need is to harness the power of an Irish person, because they will take you to the, the Guinness. And I heard an Irish accent, and you were hanging out with that girl, weren't you? Yep. Yeah, we were right behind you. So I'm like, hey, do you guys know a good pub? And then the rest is history. We became all of us bosom buddies but in different lands. She's now back in Ireland. I live in Canada. And you have the fortune of being in the United States of America. I am in San Jose, California. Now, California, last time I checked, was a pretty blue state. And yeah, something happened this week. You probably don't know. You probably haven't heard about it. But there was a little bit of news <laughs> around your way. Yeah, I bet. So, um, how are you? You know... We're we're surviving, for sure. I think everybody is a little bit more surprised. But I'm not surprised, though. I grew up in in the Deep South, in Alabama. I mean, America's huge, and the the different parts of the country. I live in California now, which is super liberal. But I've also lived in Virginia and, like I said, Alabama, and they're vastly different. I mean, it might as well be another country from how different they are out here. And um, is that such a bad idea? I mean, you've heard of the Calibrexit. You were probably a pioneer heard, of the movement. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. I think every the, the bit in the middle seems to be a, a bit problematic. By the way, before we start all this, and I get loads of phone calls going, ah, liberals are always saying it was a fair vote, and you should just learn to accept it. I don't think either of us are not accepting it, but there is fundamentally a huge problem when half of America isn't voting. And two quarters are voting for horrific candidates on both sides. I'm being a bit biased here. What, yeah, I agree. Do you, would you agree with that? I mean, what what the hell just happened? Uh, the electoral system that we have makes a lot of people feel like their individual vote doesn't matter. And if you're in, if you're not in a swing state, your vote doesn't really matter. I mean, I could be in California if I for some reason, wanted to vote for Donald Trump, I mean, my vote would count for nothing Mm. because we clump it all into states. But I think another big problem is, and I don't really understand this as much, is that a lot of people hate Hillary. Mm. And uh, they hate her so much, they will elect someone who is the most publicly hateful person to (laughs) run for office in a really, really long time. He's not very funny, is he? No. Uh, I remember him being sort of mildly amusing. You have to be funny. That's my problem with it. Yeah. (laughs) You'd go, you know, he does talk about grabbing people by vaginas and he does talk about building walls and banning Muslims. But at the end of the day, he is a chuckle a minute. It's not easy to say that about him, is it? Uh, Every time you do a gag at his expense, he's properly upset about it. 
yeah, he's petty and he's bitter. And um, he also, uh, and I don't know how true this is, but I saw an interview with him in like the 90s where they asked him if he would ever run for president. And he was like, yes. And if I did, I would run as a Republican because they're the dumbest group of people out there. Which is, a <laughs> yeah, even though he's he used to be a Democrat himself. Mm-hmm. And he said it himself. I mean, you have to give him some credit. And that, that sentence does not leave my mouth easily. But you do have to give him some credit. He said I could stand on Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and people would still love me. And that is true, isn't it? Uh, clearly, it is true. Yeah. Being as to how he can slur pretty much any group of people in the States and people still vote for him. I can't believe women voted for him. I know. He got a huge chunk of the Latino vote. Yeah. Like... How much of that is for selfish reasons? I mean, how much is it? I know he's racist and he's a bigot and he only marries supermodels and he says terrible things sometimes, but I haven't got a job. And this guy said that he might be able to get me one. My steelworks has closed down. All right, he's probably a little bit full of it, but she hasn't even been on tour around my neck of the woods, particularly if you're in, you know, Michigan. He'll do. I think that's, yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Is people, I, here's, Somebody said this to me the other day, and I think it perfectly encompasses the situation. People voted for Donald Trump the same reason people marry someone that's terrible and think that they'll change after they get married. Mm. I I suppose it is in the sense that it's like a a forced arranged marriage because obviously Mm -hmm. there's a time limit and you have to have a wife. It, it, It is a bit like that, yeah. Yeah, and they're... I think everybody, no matter what side they were coming from, felt like they were voting for the lesser of two evils. Have you got friends in some of the previous places you've lived, like Alabama, that voted Trump, that now you have a difficult time talking politically with? My father voted for Trump. Oh, my God. He lives lives in Alabama. And I, I recently got married on October 1st, and I married a gentleman from Mexico whose name is Michael Garcia. So I changed my name to Garcia. And I was talking to my dad, and he was like, I'm going to vote for Trump. And I was like, I can't believe that you're going to vote for someone. Like, your daughter married a Mexican. Was he at the wedding? Um, No, but we had it. We eloped. So we're having a wedding in a couple months. Will your father be there? I'm not sure. Um, I think he will, just to like publicly <laughs> prove that he's not racist. But <laughs> congratulations! I mean, it's not my choice, but I'm here. Bye. Yes. Yeah. He loves me, and he'll support me no matter what I do. But I don't think he necessarily agrees with my decision. But I think I think that's the thing is like this is exposed that a lot of that, especially the South and Midwest, they are racist they are sexist they aren't educated for the most part they might say to you oh you elitist i'm fed up with people like you telling me what i am i'm not racist all right so i don't want mexicans coming over and taking all my jobs but that's not racist why don't you liberal elites that have all your (laughs) tech jobs in california go back there where you belong i'm gonna get some fried chicken (laughs) no i liked it (laughs) And I would say to them, how many racist things do you have to do before you're racist? And they would oh, say, no. I ain't racist, I've got black friends. What would you say to them then? 
that doesn't make you not racist. <laughs> Having prejudice against vast groups of people mm. is racism. It doesn't matter what color you are or what color they are. If you assume something because of the color of someone's skin or the origin of where they came from, that's racism. <laughs> like, what happens if they and, say, oh, whilst I appreciate your general message, uh, a figure of authority told me vocally, loud, and it was repeated over and over again, that Mexicans are rapists. And I believe in figures of authority. As a child, I was always taught to look up to people that are slightly older than me and have lots of money. And it's the it's the American dream to become uh, president from nothing. And this man's done it. And I've got respect for people that do that. And he said Mexicans are rapists. So I'm just buying into that, really. I'm not really racist. I would say that Hitler inspired a lot of people as well. Mm. And just because you're in a position of authority does not mean that your opinion is valid or sound. And I think that as a people, if you just follow someone because they have been elected, then we're never going to progress as a country. Yeah. You have to question that. I think that like was that. the thing for me that was really shambolic this week is like when I'm generally a quite an opti optimistic person, as you know, although most of our encounters mm -hmm. have been drunk in pubs. But I'm, I like to think of myself as a fairly positive person. I write women didn't have the vote, cholera and typhoid were rampant. There is a lot to be positive about, and there's a lot of that that is can be typed up as progression. So it's quite, it's quite a smack around the face when that is deleted and taken from you and you feel, whether it is or not, we, we're yet to see, but I certainly feel as if we've gone backwards. I would agree, yeah. Yeah, I think I feel this way, the same way because I do agree with you. We've made huge amounts of progress and as much as everyone wants to cry that this is the end of the world and look at everything we've worked for is ruined, I don't agree with that. All this is is another obstacle we need to over overcome. Well, the, you know, like... yeah. Things are better than they've ever been. It's quite a big... People do have more rights than they've ever had before. Mm. And, yeah, okay, half the country, slightly more than half the country, elected someone who is a horrible person. Mm. And in four years, hopefully, he won't be our president anymore. I think but, you can be fairly confident, people, yeah. Yeah, the same people that, that live in America now lived in America three weeks ago before Donald Trump got elected. Mm. So, yes, our leader has changed, but I think a lot of people here feel the exact same way that you and I do, that this is a step in the wrong direction. And obviously, we need to do something different to continue the progress that we've been making. It's going to be very hard for um, Republicans to not be accountable. Like when, when all this blows up, and hopefully it won't literally blow up, but when things go quite horribly wrong <laughs> and there's more hate crime and... Uh, walls don't get built, but uh, many problems continue to happen. They're, it's going to be very hard for them to say, ah, it's the Democrats, when they have got like the Congress, the House, and potentially yeah. the, the uh, Supreme Court. Like, you, there's gonna, you have to have a personal accountability. Now, some people might say, oh, they haven't done anything yet. He's not even in yet. Give it time. Let them, let them do well. I don't want failure. I would love them to do well, but... Why is he not saying, I was dis appalled, I was disgusted to see some of the hate crime that went on this week? Why, how is he not saying that? Because I don't think he feels that way. Yeah. And I think the majority of people that voted for him are pro all those things that are happening. Yeah. 
I think they feel like the last eight years of Obama have been like a prison sentence to them. Mm. They blame all this stuff that is actually a repercussion from the Bush era on Obama. Mm. We went through a recession in 2009, like a pretty serious one. I mean, obviously, like the whole world kind of went through that. A majority of Republicans blame that on Obama when really it was policies that they implemented that just took effect. I agree with you completely. The best thing to come out of this is that there will be no denying who is responsible. Yeah, it's going to be hard <laughs> to brush is, this one no denying. to anyone else. Well, yeah, and then on a positive on. note, I saw the other day a map of the United States, and it had just outlined what 18 to 34-year-old millennials, so-called people, had voted, and I think only three of the states were red. So the generation that's coming up, I think, is a lot more progressive and appreciates the growth and recognizes that we need to have open ties with the rest of the world. And this aggression that the older generation of Republicans is promoting will not stand. Mm. That's a really good outlook. That's made me feel a bit better. I feel like you're my mother and you've just cuddled me in a dire <laughs> circumstance. I'll hold you as tight as as need be. Thank you. Canada's my friend. Can I nestle into your American bosom, but not enough to upset your Mexican husband? <laughs> he's already upset. He's going to get deported. <laughs> yeah, he's. He, I know. What's that about? How do we like this phone call could be three hours long, and I, I'm going to have to finish soon. But I'm so proud. I'm a new Canadian because here we've been looking at you guys, going, you know, we might not have it all right, but. We're definitely onto the right idea of just being generally inclusive and nice to each other. Why is that so bad? It's not. Uh. I think Canada is a shining example that you can accept Syrian refugees and people from other countries of all religions, skin colors, belief systems, demographics of every type. And everybody, if you just have a loving attitude, will fit in. Yeah. And I think it is a huge benefit of living in a city is the amount of things that you're exposed to. And instead of just being like, oh, Muslims, you have friends that are Muslims. Yeah. And you know them. Yeah. And you know that they're nice, wonderful people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they make delicious food. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. And a couple of them aren't very nice. But most yeah. of them are, which I'm, I hate to break this to you, Middle America, but that tends to be the same in all groups. Yeah. I know a lot of people that look all sorts of different ways that I don't like. And I know a lot more people that I do like. There are sh unpleasant people of all colors, sizes, makes, models. Yeah. I suppose that would be our, our conclusion. I think we're probably on the same page to conclude that now is, of all times, particularly if you are in America, the time to be overtly good to everyone of every other faith, creed, Stick sexual orientation. Stick up for the people that you know and love. Yeah. And recognize that everybody is just like you. And if you We're see something, someone being bullied on a on a train or a plane or in the classroom, say something. Don't let that, yeah, don't let that go. That's it. We need to stand up for for everyone. We need to bond together as a people instead of being so... Ugh, separated and argumentative. I think we can be the shining beacon of hope. We are the new UN, you and me. I mean, look at uh, you and me. British guy lives in <laughs> Canada, meets an American in Nicaragua. She goes on Friends to marry forever. marry a Mexican, 
and we managed to get through this whole, whole phone call, and we haven't argued once. So this is what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, look, it can be done. Yeah, it's all right. She's just yeah. people, and I'm not going to grab her by any part of her body, you sycophantic weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Perfect. Um, thank you so much for joining us, and I... I I was just such a warm conclusion. I'm glad your positivity is still there. And, um, yeah, just just keep at it, buddy. Thank you for having me. Katie Cook. Oh, not Cook anymore. What's your last name? Garcia? Garcia. Katie Garcia, unless she's confronted <laughs> by Donald Trump, has been joining us live from California. Thank you so much. Thank you, Vinny. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. If you want to download the show, you can go to vinnywhite.co.uk and download the podcast. You can subscribe in iTunes. And just quickly, hey, would you like a canvas print? Of course you would. It's Christmas, sort of. Uh, if you want to surprise a loved one and put a little smile on their lovely little face, then go to mrphotocanvas.com and order them a picture of you or them or you and them together on canvas. Oh. Amanda Capito joins us. She does every week. She uh, We have a feature that's very loosely called Newsy Poos, although I have noticed we don't really do that much news anymore. And I think in light of my banging on for the last three quarters of an hour about a particular man, it's time to move on. Would you agree? I agree. Hurrah. <laughs> um, first of all, it's not often, and I'm not sure it makes great radio, but I think we need to describe to ladies and gentlemen, what are you wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing a onesie. Are you, are you, do you really hate it? I don't hate it. I don't, no, I don't have hatred for any particular item of clothing other than, um, what are those plastic shoes called? Crocs? Yeah, I hate them. Right. Okay, well, a onesie, just in case you don't know, is just like, it's like a one piece outfit. Looks like it might be difficult if you had diarrhea. You, uh, there's a zipper in the front Mm. and you just unzip it. How far does it go down? We're not going to do that here. I'm not asking you to do it. It's not Howard Stern. Oh, my God. Just wondering if... It goes down enough for me to take it on and off. So do you sort of get out of it like you're a banana? Yes. Which, ironically, you already have a banana outfit, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. know this about you because I've seen you in your banana. So why would you spend all that money on a onesie when you've already got a banana? No, this is so comfy. It's fleece. It's nice and warm. Yeah. I just wore it outside like this. I didn't even need a jacket. Where did you get it? I got it at the Royal Winter Fair. Oh, how this much, was the opening weekend. How much did you have to drink? <laughs> Why do you have to assume that this would have been a drunk purchase? Right, Amanda Capito, look me in the eye and tell me you were sober when you bought that. Okay, I would, <laughs> I, I would have bought it sober, probably. But you didn't. All right, how much is a onesie? This one in particular mm. was a hundred and. $40. You are having a laugh. <laughs> no. Because it's made in Canada, and I like things that are made in Canada because I know there's no child labor. This was produced in Scarborough. I mean, you've you've managed to somehow pull me around a little bit. So it's 100% made in Canada, and it's... I, I figured if you're going to buy a really good quality sweater and sweatpants, mm. you could spend about 60 bucks on each piece. Mm. Or, Especially if you're getting Lululemon. So this, or you just spend 140 and get one all in one shot. It's grey. 
yeah, it's heathered gray. It's very comfy and cute, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against it. It's just, as a single woman, I'm not sure it's your best strategy. Wow. Now we're turning it into next level. I'm, I'm so single sorry. for life because of my onesie. <laughs> 45 minutes on how I hate, hate, and then I go and say something like that. And you're just being a hater. A hater on the onesies. Horrible man. Yeah. Text your compliments to <laughs> 71010 to make up for my ridicule, please. Oh my gosh. Say nice things about Amanda by texting oh. 71010. I admit you can't see her, but it's quite <laughs> easy to just imagine. Imagine she's wearing track pants and a track top and someone, while she was sleeping, and stitched them together. <laughs> That's basically what she looks like. All right. Um, since we're on it. I'm so glad I came here to endure this. <laughs> what um, a great Sunday night. I will buy you a pint afterwards. Oh. As long as it's on special. <laughs> Bad day for Sydney, man. Did you hear what happened to a guy in Sydney, Australia on Saturday? No. Okay. On Saturday, 46-year-old guy popped out for driving his Ferrari. Okay. Right? Downtown Sydney. Revy, revy, rev. Look at me. Lovely car, isn't it? Ferrari. Testarossa. Mm. It bought it uh, three months before. It was $100,000. It's not cheap, is it, that? Nope. Right. It's more expensive than my onesie, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Think how many onesies you could get with a Ferrari. Oh, my gosh. His luxury sports car engine burst into flames, right? How? Well, we still aren't entirely sure. All we know is a witness told Seven News a uh, liquid, which appeared to be seeping through his engine, certainly accelerated the fire and may have caused it. Can't he sue, f- can't he sue the, the manufacturer? Well, it gets a lot worse than that. Oh, no. So... When, he was, when his car was on fire, right, mm-hmm. he was actually using the ATM in a bank, right? Oh, so he wasn't in the uh, car? No. Oh, I should have mentioned that. Sorry. Okay. But he had the engine running outside. Okay. Right? I don't know. That's quite trusting, isn't it? That's weird. To leave yeah. a, run, a Ferrari For running. A Ferrari. I don't know. Maybe it had a, one of those blip block things. Okay. You know? I right. think that's what they're called in the in the industry. Yeah. Blip block. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> It's very onomatopoeic. And um, so, yeah, he, he thought, what's going on there? And someone goes, oh, my God, there's a... Hang on, Australia. Oh, my God, there's a bloody Ferrari on fire out there. And he thought, Ferrari? Hang on a minute. Oh, my God! Right? He runs out of the bank, left his card in the ATM. Oh, no. Okay. Someone stole $500 from his account. Oh, no. Right? He goes out there and he sees someone appears to be coming from the passenger seat. And he thought, well, that's weird. Didn't have anyone in there. Someone's stolen his laptop off the seat. As it was on fire. They've gone to check if anyone's in there, opened the door, thought there's no one in there, but I'll have that laptop. Run off with it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This guy. (laughs) So then what? $500 nicked. His car's on fire. He only bought it a few months before. His his laptop's laptop's gone. Police rock up. Don't believe him. (gasps) They're like, oh, come on. Not all of that bad stuff could happen to one person. So then what? Went had to go down the station and compile as much evidence as possible. And in the end, they believe him. Oh, my gosh. I, I presume he's insured. I hope so. All that. I hope he was pro-Trump. I do. <laughs> I mean, you know, he wouldn't be able to take it. I still it. feel bad. That's like, that's a lot of... But also, he's got to smarten up. Don't leave your laptop in a running car. Have you ever had anything stolen from your car? Yes. I had my car broken into. Oh, what happened there? The window was smashed. The thing was, this is the, it's the silliest thing. I had two purses one day because I wasn't sure which one I was going to wear with my outfit. 
Okay. Okay. Women out there will understand where you have to make a last second decision. Do I want the big clunky one that fits everything or do I want the small slender one that'll look better with what I'm wearing? Which probably wasn't a onesie. <laughs> I could wear a purse with the onesie. Honey, you could rock anything. Oh. Sister, girlfriend, you got it going on. That sounds like you're mocking me. Yeah, it does a bit. Sorry. I quite like I... it. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. So I so I, I made a last second decision to, to, to pick a... You know, one of the purses and the other one I like shoved underneath the seat mm. just to like not have it out on the out on the, the but there's Display. nothing in it, but not yeah. have it out in the open just so no one would think to steal it. But then I guess someone just saw it poking out from underneath the seat just a little bit or they just broke into my car hoping for the best. I don't yeah. know. And um, they they took out the purse. You could tell they saw it was empty and they were like Bleh, and left it on the seat. Um, they stole they stole, um, I had like some change in the, you know, you just have some like toonies and loonies. Yeah. They stole that. And there was some CDs. They were actually my mom's CDs. This was my mom's car. We were sharing it. And mm. it was like John Denver, Celine Dion. So they opened all the CDs and just like thought, oh, these are garbage. They just left them like. So what were they were they checking to see if they were. So like, like, oh, they're not Celine Dion, but I'll open up in case. Because it might be a bit of country else. western in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing they liked. Nothing I had to offer for them. Fussy. So they left it all there, like kind of opened. And then they left a, a, a half-eaten freezy. But then they tied it up. Like, they tied it so that it wouldn't melt everywhere. Considerate. Very considerate. I left that on the seat. <laughs> I just, it was the weirdest. So many questions. So I, I, I have to believe it was like some young kids. You think so? That were like, oh, this person has nothing in it. Well, we'll just leave it here. And oh, most... they don't like these CDs. Oh, and I don't know what to do with this phrasey. And then just took off. The so... phrasey is the most disgusting <laughs> bit for me because my, my, my logic says if you are in such a position where you are Eating a freezy as you're breaking into someone's car. Not quite where I'm going. Okay, sorry. No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> if you think, oh, I haven't got anything, I'm going to have to steal from this car, <laughs> you should be finishing your freezy. Yeah. Because <laughs> really what they did was take enough change to buy a couple more freezies, and that's it. That's all they're going to get. That's all they're going to get. They got no more than five bucks worth of change. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a freezy, <laughs> but I'm not driven to those lengths, and nor are you. That's right. Unbelievable. I had a weird one the other day. I went to get a chocolate bar on College Street, and there was a guy in there. And he, was, he looked really stressed. And he, he jumped the line right in front of me. And I thought, oh, whatever. He's obviously proper stressed. He can yeah. do that. And he said, sorry, I've, I've got to fix something. G- gets to the shopkeeper. You don't call them shopkeepers here, do you? What do you call them here? I don't know. like the. That was like 18th century England yeah. for some reason. <laughs> yeah. He went to the merchant. <laughs> <laughs> the cashier. <laughs> yes. Anyway, he goes up to this guy. He says, um, has anyone come in here recently with a credit card that didn't work? And... I'll, I'll speed this up to tell you what happened. He was in a pub over the road. He accidentally left his phone on view underneath the toilet stall. So I don't know why he's not texting like we all do when we're on the loo, but he's got it by his feet or okay, something. I don't weird. know. So he's, he's caught with his pants down. Someone reaches in under the door, grabs his phone off his shoe. Again, I'm not sure why it's on the shoe, but there you go. Runs <laughs> out, right? The guy's like, that can't have happened. It must be staff or something. He goes out. He goes to all the staff. He said, has anyone run out of the pub? Then, next thing, one of the staff say, yeah, there's a guy. He looked a bit shifty. He come out of the bathroom and he ran over to that shop over there. So, meanwhile, right, your man's getting himself together. Obviously, you know, he probably hasn't even washed his hands. Ugh. And now he's um, he comes over to the shop. In that very brief window, 
the guy had tried to use his credit card because all his cards are in the flap of the phone. Oh, that's. I was wondering where this. Yeah, so he's got his whole life's in there, right? Okay. And so, the, and of course, the credit card he didn't have the pin number, pin, so right. he couldn't. buy he tried apparently to buy a load of lottery tickets. Oh wow! Obviously, he felt lucky that day. Um, didn't get away with it, right? So I'm there with my phone in my pocket, and I said, "Well, do you want me to? Because he's got an iPhone. Do you want me to do the find your iPhone thing?" Oh. So he goes, oh, that'd be amazing. So I got my phone out. He typed in all his details. We tracked it. It was over the road, <gasps> back outside the pub. Go over there. The guy's obviously got scared, seen us running around the neighbourhood looking for him. He's put it in a garbage can. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So his entire life, his phone, I'd say stupidly, he must have had about 40-odd credit cards in there. <gasps> Who does that, by the way? Oh, my gosh. Um, he's ringing in a bin, in a garbage can. Wow. And you're so nice to help him. He bought me a drink after. Oh. We went back into the pub. <laughs> he went to wash his hands. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he bought me a glass of wine. Wow, what a story. Yeah, funny how things work out, isn't it? Yeah. This has all made me terribly thirsty. Can we go for a pint now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Um, you look very lovely. Let's just check the text before I go. Oh, my gosh. see what compliments we've got. Oh, I'm sure none. Uh... <laughs> Well, as, as always, I've I've wowed people with my views, and everyone <laughs> agreed with everything I said this evening, which is weird. Um, no, someone says um, Amanda is gorgeous. Oh wow, thank you. I don't know, I don't know if they're just basing it off my voice, no. but not sure what she looks like. But I've got two onesies. <laughs> Yay! So uh, in solidarity with the onesies. Why does anyone need two onesies? You can only wear one at a time. One when one's in the wash, you need another. <laughs> You're just missing out on the comfort of a onesie. I'm actually a bit disgruntled about the fact that I would look like a giant idiot in it. And you've already got skirts. What do you people want? There's so many things you can do that we can't. <laughs> you can do These are unisex. Fine. These... Well, then I'm getting in with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. What's your name, producer? You've been very lovely. Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. It's our different man. And he did uh, a fine job of pressing buttons in almost perfection. Uh, I'll be back next week with Amanda for more of this shenanigans when I think the entire world will just feel a bit more relaxed. Bye-bye.